3: hey everybody welcome to big blend radio second Tuesday international food wine travel writer Association food wine and travel show that's a mouthful mm-hmm. <laughs> with your host Nancy and Lisa you know us the crazy mother-daughter travel team on the love your parks tour and also publishers of big blend magazines 203 oh, of them cover food wine and travel we've got vacation station travel and leisure magazine parks and travel magazine and eat drink be merry magazine and if you like to eat drink be merry uh, you're in for a good treat today because we're gonna be talking about Steuben, New York, and it's all the Finger Lakes area, a beautiful region, Corning. You can hear about glassware and uh, glass art and trails and hikes. So, very excited today. Every second Tuesday, you know, we talk with different destinations that are part of the International Food Wine Travel Riders Association, and their website is ifwtwa.org. We call them IFTWA. So, today, we have two special guests joining us, Kevin Costello and Dave DeGollier joining us from Explore Steuben, and the website is ExploreSteuben.com, and that's S-T-E-U-B-E-N. So, welcome, Kevin. How are you?
2: I'm great. How about you?
3: Doing good. good. Doing good. Dave, welcome. How are you doing?
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm uh, doing mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you for having
3: me. Hey, mm. listen. I think that we need to play those guitar, bi- gu- guitars. Yeah, all... <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're not so mine. Just... So I, if you want me to play, it could be trouble.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard that you write awesome poetry. So do you get oh, inspired you. by yeah. the natural area? <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: I have written some poems about, about the area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. um, I, bet. I write a little bit about everything. So, yeah.
3: oh, cool. And baseball, yeah. apparently, that that's something. that you <laughs> like sports uh, too? <laughs> uh,
2: I. Basketball would be my, oh, basketball. my first. My first choice, yeah.
3: Ah, that's yeah. it. Okay. And then Kevin, this is cool because you've been in the tourism industry, you know, your whole life, and, and that's your career. So, when you think about your region, um, it's it's kept you there for a while, right? Is it something that you know still exciting every single day as a destination for visitors?
1: Yeah. I, well, both Dave and I grew up in the area in, of the Finger Lakes. I grew up in Skinny Atlas, New York, which is one of the eleven Finger Lakes. Uh, hmm. tough word. I've lived in almost every tough word town to say or spell. Uh, <laughs> well, let me to leave
3: all that to you. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I went to school for um, uh, my undergrad at Rochester Institute Technology in Rochester, New York, and got my travel degree, uh, and then started traveling, worked in the hospitality industry and in hotels all over uh, the southeast, and then went back and got my master's degree in tourism management from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, oh, where okay. I met my wife. So uh, we're, we're back. Uh, I'm what's called a halfback. I was in Virginia. So I moved <laughs> from New York to Florida and then moved to Virginia. So they called me a halfback there because I <laughs> was halfway home and now I'm a fullback. I came all the way back home. <laughs> ah,
3: so what, what is it that makes you feel good about being home in your area now?
1: You know, before we hopped on the call, we were talking about the four seasons. So like, you know, I've lived in New York state and then in the South and then the deep South, like Florida, where there's only two seasons, hot uh, season and not so hot season. Uh, but here we have four distinct seasons. And I really love that about New York state um, in that, you know, our fall is beautiful. Spring comes after winter. We have kind of a harsh winter and then spring comes right now. And it's like my favorite part of the year because everything comes back to life. Uh, and then the, you know, summer is great because you can go out to the lakes and go swimming, jet ski and go out on boats and all that. So uh, you know, that's what brought me back to uh, come back to the Finger Lakes is the region itself and the opportunity to promote uh, Steuben County as a tourism professional that's really what brought me back, plus we have a yeah. Wegmans
2: grocery store so that. that, that helps. As
3: well. Okay, well okay but listen you had me at this adventure beverage mm. trail like you have trails for breweries yeah. wineries um this is you know so to mm. me we could go explore parks and then hop on you know have like a little in-betweener you can hike a little bit and then sip a little bit isn't that right dave
2: <laughs> yeah and, then, and that's one of the things we actually promote um you know we call them adventure pairings but uh we we have such great landscape we were talking earlier you know the, we were blessed with the beautiful landscape that we take advantage of with some wonderful outdoor experiences and then finish it off with some great craft beverages wine um the craft your adventure trail trails there are over three dozen different craft beverage producers on the trail um oh, wow. and, and all of them are located near hiking trails or waterfalls the lakes themselves which as kevin said you know become a playground in the summertime um and you know the nice thing is you don't have to have your own equipment if you don't have a boat or a jet ski you can rent jet skis paddle boards kayaks all that stuff so you can just show up um, with your adventure uh, and uh, go out, out on the lakes and explore. So it's a lot That's, of fun. Yeah.
3: What What kind of weather do you normally have in the summer season? I mean, how hot does it get? Um, it, it's
2: It's not, you know, one thing we don't get is the humidity, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. you know, I would say summers sure. generally range from, you know, the, the low 80s, uh, probably probably consistently um you might get into the mid 90s at times but mm. it doesn't usually you know feel like it's 120 um mm-hmm. where, so that you know occasionally there's some humidity but very seldom
0: wow yeah. it sounds yeah. like perfect brewery
3: here. weather
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah most of the homes here don't even have central air because
1: it doesn't get so hot in the summertime wow. um it, you know the need for air conditioning um has not been prevalent Everybody's oh, got wow. a fireplace, but uh not here.
3: okay. <laughs> That's wild. That's, That's wild. I, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we used to live out in the desert. So when you're talking like 80, 90 degrees, I'm like, yeah. oh we're spring, <laughs> it's spring. Yeah. spring weather, you <laughs> know. Moderate, same as really. Florida, yeah. right? Yeah, same mm-hmm. as Florida. So but wow. it sounds like mm-hmm. perfect weather to be outside in the yeah, water, sure. you know, and then cool. yeah, have a nice cold beverage afterwards. And you're talking about craft beverage. So do you have mm-hmm. distilleries as well? Because I know yes. finger lakes, we think of wine immediately yeah. right so this goes beyond wine
2: yeah i mean wine's the you know the big draw i think you know it has been for decades um actually over a century but um you know uh the craft beverage movement especially in the past decade you know as i said there are over three dozen just it's a four four counties that are all, all connected um you know there, there's over three three dozen uh, most of those are craft breweries there are i think hmm five or six distilleries. There's um the, the most awarded farm cidery in New York State it's this little cidery. Uh it's in Canistillo, oh. but uh you know, so you've got hard cider spirits, you know, moonshine and gin and vodka. You said and, moonshine.
3: Um, moonshine. He, moonshine, yes ma'am.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, our lake
1: is Cuca Lake, which is uh in the middle of there are 11 finger lakes. So it's the in between five on each side. So the moonshine is called the middle finger moonshine.
3: No. that's, funny.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's that funny that's perfect that's yeah, perfect cool <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. so you've got also it seems like a lot of little towns so it's Corning like the main destination and that's where your offices are as well for people to pick up information
2: yeah I mean uh, we are comprised mostly of small towns Corning's a town of about 11,000 so it's still oh, relatively nice. small mm-hmm. um, but it would be one of the main destinations in and of itself uh, in part because of the Corning Museum of Glass Mm. which is a world renowned museum it's the largest museum in the world devoted to glass Um, so you've got artifacts and historic pieces that go back 35 centuries um, and right up to these incredible uh, glass pieces from around the world uh, that are you know some of them are huge um, and then they have live glass blowing demonstrations, so it's it's a pretty big draw. It's something spectacular that you wouldn't expect to find in a small town. Um, so for that, and and Corning is America's crystal city. So it's been you know all things glass since the late 1800s, um, with everything from making the Edison bulbs for Thomas Edison to uh, fiber optics to you know win- windows for the shuttle, uh, wow. you know, and um, a lot hmm. of different things. Yeah.
3: Oh man, that's amazing. So yeah. where, where did most it is, of, go ahead.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, it's, it is still a corporate town.
1: So Corning yeah. Incorporated uh, still has their corporate headquarters here in Corning, New York, uh, which has uh, really helped our downtown district called the Gaffer District, which is a business improvement district. And for a small town in the southern tier of New York, we're very diverse in that uh, Corning uh, employs engineers from all over the world. So Uh, we have very diverse, um, mix of restaurants on our market street, um, which you wouldn't find ordinarily in other smaller towns in the Finger Lakes.
3: Oh, Mm. wow. So, you know, you've got the glass art to me, which is, you know, you go through your website and look at all the images and, Mm. you know, I'm just like, okay, I want to go see that because there's just something absolutely magical about glass art. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, and just, and you know, it's dangerous, you know, so I think yes. there is something about that. It's like you do want to stick your finger in it, but you know, no. better. it's like, it's like this, it's like candy. It does look like candy. You do yeah. want to eat it, but you know, you can't eat it, but you want to. Yeah. So that, you know, with that, does, did that bring in also um, an art scene to the region? Because it seems to me when nature is there, then, you know, if you've got like a, a company that's, you know, kind of back in the town, like Corning, that it, it's a, it looks like a hub for the arts to me. Yeah, Besides, <laughs> I do
2: have guitars i can't take credit for those those belong to other people in the house but um uh and I, when i sing everybody leaves the room
3: um,
2: uh oh which is convenient sometimes though uh <laughs> you know art yeah art is a huge thing here and um you know we've got the museum of glass there's also another world-class museum that nobody would expect to find here and it's called the rockwell museum and it's actually um not not related to uh, Norman Rockwell, but oh. to the, the name of the people who started the, the collection. And it's mostly, well, it, it gained fame for its collection of Western and Native American art um, and has since <laughs> become a Smithsonian affiliate museum um, focused on art about the, America, uh, uh, the story of America and um, various forms. So you've got Native American art, you've got um, art from all over uh, the country you know, being expressed there. And um, it's just pretty spectacular. Oh, I've used yeah, that word twice, but both both well, museums or something else.
3: Well, yeah, it I mean, when you have that, to, something that big. Mm-hmm.
1: It has led to artisans uh, setting up shop here. Yep. There are several uh, hands-on opportunities to make your own glass, whether that's at Corning oh. Museum of Glass or two or three other um, smaller businesses that uh, will show you how to make glass, participate in that. We have potters, uh, artists all over um, Steuben and the Southern tier. So it's, yes, definitely an arts community.
3: What about music? Mm. You know, we do a ton of music interviews. That's why I went into the guitar mode, because mostly every time it's a guitarist, (laughs) they start bringing out all their guitars. I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) um, It seems to me that New York State, especially, you know, just in a way, of course, you know, New York City is like the hub of theater and art, right? But it seems that the smaller communities draw in just, you know, a bunch of musicians. And is that mm-hmm. does that happen in your area, too, where you've got a lot of like smaller music studios, recording studios? And, um, you know, I don't know. It just seems that New York State is itself. So I just wanted to see if that's happening, too, for you guys. Any musicians? So primarily,
1: or... Yeah, I wouldn't say that we have music where there are recording studios and all that going on. Uh, in in our area, but um, definitely with the wineries and the breweries out at the lake, a lot of them have musicians play um, on the weekends, during the week, so there's live music to be found and heard, you know, throughout the region, you know, you could stop in at any one of these breweries on any given weekend or weekday, and there's a musician in the corner playing, um, you know, quality music, our, one of our, our wineries built a new uh, pavilion, so Point of the Bluff uh, winery built a pavilion, and it has a concert series with national acts now. Oh, um, nice. So that's pretty exciting, like Bruce Hornsby's coming this summer, so like oh, national wow. acts, and hmm. we're kind of expanding the music scene. Um, it, it, it hasn't been as prevalent as the other types of arts, um, but definitely it's, it's growing, and I think a lot of the credit goes to these breweries and uh, wineries um, paying for live music and you know hosting musicians
3: oh that's awesome they're yeah. important and mm-hmm. and we all really miss live music i you know it's yeah. like right it's like dude bring it back yeah, yeah. yeah. Special yeah wine this summer and summer
1: are going to be off the charts people are oh. dying for live music and mm-hmm. getting outside and seeing more people. That, there's yeah.
3: nothing better than a glass of wine and good music mm-hmm. i mean come on or maybe a craft brew—that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to and moonshine—the yeah. middle yeah. finger shine—that's just yeah. the best yeah. thing ever. i i am i will never forget that. I'm—I'm yeah. I'm going that's just really for that. Crossing—I'm crossing the state lines just for the middle finger moonshine. You but <laughs> you know, you were talking about the—the the, you know—the outdoors and that you can go boating and mm-hmm. you know one of the things we've seen as we travel is that mountain biking has become it's it's almost becoming its own national sport and we've actually gone hiking on some of the trails and um and looking at and filming other people do it yes <laughs> For some good reasons there but yeah it looks yeah. like your area is like, okay. also <laughs> really embraced mountain biking as as a sport
2: yeah mountain biking and gravel racing uh are both really kind of come along here in the last couple of years so there's uh some you know diehards that have helped blaze trails through some of the parks and forests um and so mossy Bank Park there's uh an event in August uh every year called the Hills on Fire and um it's actually gotten quite recognized uh you know as a as a top mountain biking event in the area and then like i said there's also gravel racing which has become great and the nice thing is yeah. so it's um, it's kind of yeah. across it's uh, not mountain biking, but it's, it's kind of, you go on trails sometimes, but you're also on uh, the farm roads and the back roads and some of the uh, roads. So you're not on a paved road where you'd be on a, you know, a streamlined bicycle. Um, you know, they usually have tires that are a little more akin to the mountain biking. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know enough about it, but it's like a cross cycling, uh, a blend of uh, adventure on, on dirt roads and also, you know, off paths. Um, Mm. But it's an opportunity too to see the beautiful countryside. Uh, So it's kind of really a neat way to experience the area and, you know, get outside and really have fun
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, in the Finger Lakes
2: out um,
1: towards the lakes. It's very rural uh, farmland. And so there are a lot of these secondary roads that are not paved. Um, They're primarily used in between farmers fields. And so it's off right off road um, biking, but not downhill mountain biking. So it's more like potholes and (laughs) gravel (laughs) roads. It's pretty intense. Pothole
3: biking yeah we, uh,
2: <laughs> we know
3: about pothole driving <laughs> yeah we know about that <laughs> right. but, but it's fun you know and that's the thing to go off you know off the beaten path and, and yeah. to kind of get out in nature i think we're all craving that mm. so it seems like you guys really have that including waterfalls mm. uh who doesn't want to hang out at a waterfall that's like right. magic so mm. you have a, a couple parks it seems with with some good waterfall action what's the one behind us that's stony
0: Stony Brook
2: State Park Stony Brook.
0: Yep. Okay. Stony Brook beautiful. State Park. and there mm-hmm.
2: are three main waterfalls there and a half dozen other falls um, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful yes it's a beautiful place you can you know camp there you can take you know your family and do picnics um, and I think it's about a mile and a half to two miles for the if you want to do the full trail in and out um, as well as there's some rim trails but you get right up close you see the folks behind you they're right up close to the mm-hmm. top of the mm-hmm. waterfall there um i think kevin is actually one of those people on the side hoofing oh, up yeah? there um <laughs> so yeah i was smart enough to stay at the bottom no <laughs> 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 just kidding I mean, but yeah kevin was
3: mm, playing rocky <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was, he was ambitious
2: the yeah. um right near 30 minutes from corning is watkins Glen state park which is um you know was named a third number three state park in the country at one point um by oh, wow. usa wow. today so yeah, that has 19 different waterfalls and uh, oh, wow. the gorge is pretty, uh, you know, uh, rugged and dramatic and just beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I will say, if you if you have an opportunity to come, the best time to go to the parks is during the week because uh, everybody wants mm-hmm. to go on the weekend. So you tend to get a little busier when you go during the week, like, you know, the picture yeah. behind you shows there's only a few people in there. So you get more of that experience like you're really the only one out there. Um mm but there's some beautiful waterfalls uh, just on roadsides too. You don't even have to go to a park. You can just be driving and pull over and look at some breathtaking waterfalls.
3: Really? Oh, Oh.
2: man. Yeah, this whole area's got them
3: yeah it seems like it's a scenic road in so where are most people driving if because i know a lot of people are going to be doing road trips even though we look at the way gas prices are people will go okay where we're going to go maybe for a 6 hour to 8 hour drive and and then mm-hmm. hang out in the place that we're in so where do you expect your your you know your visitors to be really heading in from this year
1: yeah so the last you know due to covid uh, most of our people coming last year Uh, and still probably this year in state. So uh, we're about an hour from Rochester, uh, two hours from Buffalo, uh, about two and a half, three hours to Albany, New York. So a lot of our drive market is New York. The border is opening back up in Canada. So we'll probably Hmm. see some more international than we have in the past two years. We do get people from coming up from the South through Pennsylvania, So we're about three hours from Philadelphia. So we see traffic from Philadelphia. The city, New York City is four and a half hours from us. So, uh, I mean, within a five hour drive, we have a huge uh, population base that we service. So Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Mm. um, Erie, PA, uh, that area, even Cleveland is a drive market
2: for us.
0: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better?
3: We were in Erie, PA, um, about a year, I don't know anymore, a year and, year half. and a half. And, and we could see, you know, we were out um, at, a, at a vineyard looking down and you could see, uh, you know, the lake, you could see Canada actually on a good day. And they're like, Buffalo, New York is over there. And you could almost like see. And I'm like, yeah. we yeah. want to go. And I had people like m- emailing, you need to come you're right there. And I'm like, we're not allowed to cross over yet. We want to go. We want to go. <laughs> you know, it seems so close, but it's kind of neat when you think that, you know, Erie has that amazing uh you know wine tasting belt going you know along the lake and into mm. Buffalo. So like this all can you could just go on one big wine vacation in the yeah, whole region could. if you're that close to Buffalo. <laughs>
2: I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? Our viticulture region is a lot different though than the Niagara region for sure. Mm. Um, you know, there they grow a lot of native varietals in Niagara, uh viticulture region and ours have been um kind of hybrid now because uh, Dr. Constantine Frank brought over uh, vinifera um, and grapes and planted them rootstocks with uh, traditional uh, rootstocks and started growing Chardonnays and, and different varietals than what you might get in the Niagara region. David- That's good though, that, that's knowledge. good
3: though, but that's mm. really good to have something oh, yeah. different for everybody traveling, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I mean, historically, you know, uh, in the 1820s, the, the, the native grapes were planted, you know, so, so uh, the first were actually planted in Hammondsport um, almost 200 years ago, and, and wow. originally the, the wine region here was focused on those native grapes, which are a lot sweeter, um, tend to be a lot sweeter, um, and then, you know, the hybrid grapes kind of came along, um, you know, after Prohibition in, in the 50s and 60s, people wanted those flavors like they got back in Europe, you know, those, um, and hybrids offered that profile a little bit more, but then Dr. Frank was the first person to figure out how to grow vinifera grapes here. And and he did that in the 1950s and revolutionized winemaking in the whole Northeastern United States. So, um, you know, so now we've got it all, we've got the the native grapes. You've got people focusing on that. Still, you've got people focusing on the hybrid grapes, which offer you some unique like, um, you know, Vignoles and Leon ballet and some really interesting hmm. uh, wines. And then you've got Riesling is the, the king here. Cab Franc's probably right behind it. Um, and you've got some spectacular uh, wines that are they're being made here. Yeah.
3: Oh wow. man, mm. and and when it comes to prohibition, we're going right back to the yeah. middle finger yeah. moonshine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's over with. Right. Now. Yeah. I think that's really funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. You know, but now if you're doing, you know, the viticulture, you know, got all the the wineries, right, and of course the breweries and the craft, you know, uh, beverages. What about um, farming? Do you have uh, farming going on? Because it sounds like you've got good soil. It sounds yeah. like you've got really clean, nice water, which always helps wine and craft brewing and distilling mm. too.
2: Yep. Well,
1: yeah, as Kevin in, Go ahead. Well, the top industry in New York state is uh, agriculture, definitely in Steuben County. The second sure. uh, top industry is tourism. So yeah, we have uh, a <laughs> lot of agriculture, a lot of dairy farms, uh, cheese oh. making, uh, potato nice. are grown in Steuben County, um, so oh, wow. they're mostly shipped into Pennsylvania for the potato chip industry in Pennsylvania, um, but yeah, we have some small farms, mm-hmm. some large farms, add in the whole grape growing, and agriculture is number one in Steuben yeah. County for sure.
3: Wow, so wow. you really have cool. the wine and cheese going, that's, that's, that's perfect. awesome. <laughs>
2: perfect, <laughs> perfect. Made, so it's great, yeah.
3: Now, what about yeah, we, shopping? Because if I don't bring up shopping, we found out that um, people really care about shopping and our mm-hmm. in our audience, um, it seems to be one of their top things is what's, you know, are there unique shopping destinations that you won't find on, you know, the big online thing <laughs> that I'm talking about?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, a nice thing is, uh, you know, the small towns of Especially like Hammondsport, for example, we used that earlier, but because that's where the wineries, uh, you know, are primarily located. But there's a small town of about 700 people, you know, the normal population, oh. and they've really um, adhered to maintaining that traditional small town Americana charm. So they don't have the the box stores. They don't have all those, you know, big franchise shops. They've got little boutiques. You know, they've got mm-hmm. antique shops you know, on the, on the country roads, you'll find antique shops, um, pottery shops. So, um, and then in Corning, you know, there are about a hundred different shops and boutiques and galleries and studios just in downtown Corning. Um, so you can, you know, go to the museum of glass and leave your car and take the shuttle over onto the market street, which is the main hub and uh, walk around and spend the day shopping and eating. And, um, you know, there's a, great new craft brewery on market street too so have some craft beverages and make a day of it um you know or two uh there's certainly a lot to do there's hiking trails five minutes from downtown so you can you can get a nice uh, assortment of stuff for sure but there's a lot of great uh, shopping and dave i can't believe you're forgetting the
1: gift shop at the corny museum of glass which i was leaving that for you yeah if you get (laughs) if you get trapped in there with somebody that wants to go shopping you could be there for quite a long time yeah
3: uh-huh you know you guys have to look at like
1: the pyrex you you know, a corny used to make corral and pyrex and those brands are still available to be purchased at corny museum of glass um so that's there but you know to add into uh agriculture in the mix in terms of shopping like any country road you go down in this region you'll find a roadside stand with sweet corn you know on the honor system so there's a little box oh wow put the money in here and take a farmer's dozen right so um you know that's kind of cool there are still some there are uh, we have amish and mennonite community and so there Mm -hmm. are uh farm um stores that they have that have unique uh produce and products in there uh, so, yeah, I mean, shopping for sure, primarily in our Gaffer District, which is the business <clears throat> improvement district in Corny, um, is where most people shop. But, you know, there's a lot of eclectic, interesting mm-hmm. things you find out in the, in the countryside, for sure. Hmm.
3: Why do I think pie? As soon as you started talking about yeah. the Amish and Mennonites and the farm stuff, I always think there's apple pie somewhere. <laughs> well, grape know?
1: <laughs> pie is king around here. <laughs>
3: grape pie? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never had grape pie before. Well, now We have to, to go. come
1: for grape pie and uh, middle finger moonshine. There's <laughs> there. <laughs> maybe not together
3: though. <laughs> I don't know. I can, I'll go a, for it. I'll try. That sounds a strange combination. <laughs> I know. Uh, those stairs stuff. are calling me already. They're like, you're yeah. going to do right all that. Tying. Those stairs, never, and you can just you know yeah. enjoy the waterfall. But you're going to have to do those stairs. But you know, mm. and that brings something. You know, uh, you've got all this agricultural and wine, and you know, farm to table food's got to be going on in in your area mm. too. A uh, lot of good restaurants that way. fresh from
2: the farm yeah we have an assortment you know um some of them get you know they they get their ingredients from local producers um some of its meat uh produce that sort of thing and then we have a few that actually grow their own you know so uh you know kevin mentioned the place that has the concerts point of the bluff vineyards but they also have an inn called the park inn and they have their own farm and they source it all um you know all their ingredients there all their main uh you know vegetables and produce and stuff like that um they work with local cheese producers and meat producers and oh, wow. so you can you can get a variety um of levels i guess of uh, you know farm to table but yeah oh and nice if, you know that one thing people you, you know we are we've become more acclaimed in, over the last several years for the wine with reason Um, You know, and the craft beverages are big here, but people are often surprised by how great the food is, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. not something that's publicized quite as much, you know, you're focusing on the wine and stuff, foods, for some people, food's an afterthought, but for most, (laughs) for a lot of people here, it's the main thing, you know, so it's, there's really a lot of great chefs, a lot of creative culinary um, people uh, doing some really fun and tasteful thing so
3: it's nice. a, it looks like a lot of sweetness too because i was looking that yeah. you have a trip planner app which i think is really yeah cool for people to use especially when you're navigating mm-hmm. small towns and in an area you don't know it's that it's yeah. like if, there's something about these apps that becomes like a treasure hunt in a way more okay. it's just they're they're fun uh but it seems like you have a thing about ice cream parlors yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this yeah. is one of the first <laughs> things i noticed other than the yeah. beverages and parks um ice cream yeah, that's
1: <laughs> a big so um summer thing there every uh almost every small town around here has a little ice cream stand um some make their own ice cream some are using like regional ice creams um but you know almost every little small town has an ice cream stand so we had a little competition a viral competition to see you know who had the best ice cream stands and and then created a trail off of that so everybody could go and check it out
3: nice Yeah. Oh, so now i got to ask each of you because, you know, mm. we're on our food, wine, travel show. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we, you know, people come knocking on the door now because, hey, we can all travel again and we can see friends and family. And uh, so now someone's going to, you know, friends or family are going to just suddenly surprise you and knock on your door for the weekend. So I want to know where you're going to take them. So let's look like, you know, we're in in the middle of spring. So going in towards summer, it could be, you know, so let's see, let's start with you, Kevin, Mm. where are you going to take them for the day? Or the weekend whatever you want to do because some people yeah. you just want to say go get a hotel over there depending right.
2: on <laughs> <Depends> who it <laughs> is yeah and
3: we need to talk about lodging too by the way that's actually <laughs> sure. important too
1: sure you know mm-hmm. I, I think one of my favorite experiences was what i've kind of talked about uh, throughout this call is um getting out on the the country roads and going out towards the lakes and driving around and just finding what you can find like i know how to find them so uh, I wouldn't let my my uh, family know that I knew where we were going. I would just drive us around <laughs> a little bit and they'd be surprised, like, oh, look, there's a brewery there. Let's stop there. And I already knew how we were heading there. So uh, <laughs> and then after that, you know, finding uh, the trailhead and going for a little hike uh, and then ending up at one of the smaller restaurants in one of the small towns and then stopping at a roadside stand and picking up some produce to bring home at the end of the day.
3: Sounds like
2: fun to me. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I think that's the, the, the nice thing, you know, growing up around here, you kind of take it for granted sometimes, but the, 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 the charm of the small town is, isn't just the, you know, how quaint it looks, it's also, you know, the people and the experiences you get, get kind of hanging out in those places, so like some of those You take a drive up by the lake and and you go to one of the craft breweries or, uh, you know, a winery or something, and you just, there's just this chill experience, you know, there's just this laid back, uh, unpretentious vibe that you get that is just uh, a lot of fun. So I I would definitely, you know, go for a drive because it's part of the fun is just Mm. seeing how beautiful it is here. Um, and you're going to pass some of those waterfalls and some of the different things um, pulling over at one of those, you know, old barns, it's an antique shop and kind of yeah. checking out what cool. they have. Nice. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. usually hearing some stories and some suggestions about where you should go while you're mm-hmm. here, um, you know, and people just genuinely are passionate about the place. So if you go to you know, one winery, they're probably going to tell you, well, you got to go to this place and try the, their, you know, um cab franc or you know got to try the uh gruner belt over at vice you know or whatever because they're just gonna they're gonna genuinely tell you something that they think you're gonna love uh they want to share it with you so that you know going to those places um would be for sure where i would take people and then probably a surprise place if i'm going to call anyone out would be like there's this aviation museum called the curtis museum which mm-hmm. most people have never heard of glenn curtis They've heard of the Wright brothers, rightly mm-hmm. so, but Glenn Curtis was probably as pivotal, um, if not even more so at one point in time in aviation history, um, but nobody's ever heard of them. So if you can go to this museum and see these vintage aircraft, uh, vintage motorcycles. Uh, bit, so if you love cars, motorcycles, mm-hmm. airplanes, forms of travel, he's, you know, that museum's all about it, you know, and it's, in, it's on a back road um, out in the cool. country. And, um, but it's also right near good restaurants and wine and all that. Mm. So you go and you can have fun. Um, and that, that's probably what I would do. I, I know have,
3: you did like say that. rightly so about the Wright brothers. You know that. Mm. <laughs> I, just I know. To bring I'm trying that to get a pun in every time.
2: Every once in a while, you know. <laughs> I was
3: like, okay, I won't <laughs> interrupt <improv laughs> that. That was just perfect. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> and that does sound interesting. I actually have heard yeah. of him. I don't know because we do mm-hmm. a lot of history stuff, so it does. Those things filter through. But when you can get that tangible, there's nothing like actually going to see what people have created also in the past. You know, great. when you look at these giant Boeing's in the sky, and then you think about how mm. it all started. It, it's pretty darn amazing, you know, to see yeah. that. Yeah. And I think they made things really well back then, especially cars. You know, there's something yeah. really cool and classic, you know.
2: Well, when you look so at yeah, the planes, well. I mean, they were flying, they were sitting on the outside, you know. So you think about the plane yeah, and the exactly. luxury we have today and how kind of, you know, confined, you know, secure we are. And, you know, back then, those people hadn't, they didn't get training, you know, they, they trained themselves while they were doing it. So, um, you know, that. They're pretty uh daredevil is, i guess a fair word to use because they're mm-hmm. pretty you know uh, brave for yeah, sure
3: exactly kevin you were gonna say mm-hmm. something there
2: yeah we also have a, a
1: boating museum uh, in hammersport oh. as well so a lot of the early wooden boats were built right here in the finger lake so there were specific boats whether they were sailboats or motorboats that were named after some of the lakes or created on the lakes, and so those boating manufacturing uh, businesses are no longer around, but there's still a lot of those uh, antique boats that uh, are, are still in use on the lake. And then this boating museum, uh, the, the boating museum uh, also has a group of people who restore boats, uh, so it's a pretty cool place uh, to check out it's mm-hmm. along the same lines as the Glenn Curtis Museum where you're seeing all of these kind of antique transportation things. This one's devoted solely to, um, you know, the 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 power boats and the mm. sailboats that uh, are still on the lake. But you used used to be on the lake more so back in the fifties and the forties.
3: Mm. How the neat! I, yeah. do you I, think think we, I have got to have. I was going to say. I think we heard about the um, Curtis. In Yuma, Arizona, we were at the place where the first airplane touched down, and there was a lot of photos, and I, I recall that name, I, I think there's mm-hmm. something there about mm-hmm.
2: him. Yeah. Probably, he was uh, pretty integral in, in uh, aviation, uh, you know, the advancement of aviation, uh, mm-hmm. especially from 1908 until the World War I. Uh, we worked with Alexander Graham Bell and, and quite a few people um, back then. Yeah.
3: You know, what's so interesting about your area Mm -hmm. is that so much happened, especially, you know, with with industry, you know, when we were in Erie, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. we're in a museum, and here's all this cast iron, and you've got Mm -hmm. the industrial revolution that really happened right there. And, you know, living in the West for so long, we didn't realize like, yeah, everything came from back there. Everything because of the railroads came through from there and you wouldn't have waffle irons if it wasn't for back east you know and everything that was going on. (laughs) I know but that's important you know everybody must have waffles. (laughs) 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 I I just I I do want to touch on on lodging but you know just going back to the nature part with all this water you have got to have like beaver and some beautiful bird life and nature Mm -hmm. and deer and um i was just
2: do you have eagles like bald eagles yeah. and things like that yeah. Oh, wow yeah Ooh. actually uh i kind of ironic but last summer one flew right down the market street in corning um <laughs> wow. you know because it's the rivers uh, you know <laughs> 300 yards on the other side of the building so um yeah there are there are bald eagles um heron great great blue heron uh you'll nice. see a lot of those um and a lot of waterfowl uh mm. they're there's an enormous amount of bird life, wildlife, um, deer, fox, um, you know, uh, bear, beaver, like you said, porcupine, bear. black bear. Yeah, uh, they're all cool. in my backyard. Sometimes they go <laughs> right the down. They're yeah.
1: coming out of hibernation now. So, yeah, we yeah. have to lock up our garbage cans. Porcupine.
3: Oh, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen one for years. I think the last oh, time yeah. we saw him was in, when we were in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. That's that and is. And then the really...
1: lakes are filled with trout and mm. all sorts of different fish species. Yep. Yeah, we're mm. very. It's a big fishing destination. Um, yeah.
3: Man, mm. it seems like wow. you have everything. Okay, so
2: lodging. What about
3: camping? <laughs> can we go camping with the porcupines? Yeah. <laughs> cool. You might not want
2: to, but you can. I'd
3: maybe not. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. There's a. Camping? Yeah, there
2: are a variety of camping options, you know, from renting lodges and cabins to Mm -hmm. actually, you know, uh, primitive camping with tents, RVs. So yes, there's uh, several different camping options. Uh, We mentioned earlier, bed and breakfasts are big, because especially with the small towns, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, bed and breakfasts that have been around for a while. Um, And then we have traditional hotels, uh, inns, that sort of thing. Uh, So there's quite a variety depending upon what you're looking for you know you're going to be able to find it Um, and the nice thing too you know we didn't talk about but it's an affordable area so it's it's accessible and affordable uh, which makes it you know it's a it's a nice Nice. fit for you know individuals uh, families and uh, you know friends who are traveling it's yeah a good option especially with everything else Costing what they do these days. Yeah,
3: yeah I know. To me, it mm-hmm. just sounds like a a, a place you just want to mm-hmm. get to and hang out. Just yeah. <laughs> like I love that your website is Explore Steuben because it just mm-hmm. feels like you want to just go out and kind of like you know use the app because that's kind of it's cool. Right. But you could just also just start wandering around and go, oh, what's this? And talk to the locals and seem super friendly. But um, definitely, we have to go, Nancy. We have to. Oh, make- I'm down. Well, we will. We'll get, we get we get everywhere. Some some you know it always happens. It, it, it mm-hmm. sometimes takes us a while and then we end up circling everywhere so we do go in circles but uh, it sounds yes. like you have good circles to go through <laughs>
1: so. well, that life is a circle so just keep <laughs> going in that circle you'll get to where I, you want to go <laughs> so.
3: I know we're still catching our own tails <laughs> <Right>. mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to thank you both for joining Nancy and I here on Big Glen Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, Pleasure. again, uh, every second Tuesday with uh, IFTWA, the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association, we get to chat with all these destinations, all these wonderful people and learn about these uh, amazing places across the country mm-hmm. and around the world. So uh, definitely Steuben County sounds like we all want to go. We want to go mm-hmm. play with glass and we want to play with cheese and wine and moonshine and, and waterfalls. <laughs> waterfalls, you know, yeah. this is Yeah, this just everything is there. So exploresteuben.com is the website. And again, it's S-T-E-U-B-E-N. I just like to prove I can spell. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you both so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having us, Lisa. Thanks. Pleasure.